This is the Work Minus Podcast, where we talk about what we need to drop from how we work today and transformative ideas to help you build a better workplace. To hear all of our episodes and read articles about how you can improve your workplace, go to workminus.com. Well, welcome back to Work Minus. Today, our guest is Chris Helder. He's a keynote speaker and an author of the book, Cut the Noise. And this episode is Work Minus Perfection. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, Neil. Very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm excellent. We're excited to chat with you. Why don't you start off just telling us a little bit about yourself, where you are, and what you do? Hey, uh, originally American. Uh, I graduated from Colorado State, grew up in Colorado. And then, uh, uh, anyway, I met a noisy girl when, you know, one thing led to another and uh, moved over to uh, beautiful Australia, where uh, really, literally for the last 20 years, I've been uh, been a speaker and um, speaking uh, all over Australia, but all over uh, globally as well. And, uh, you know, it's great. I have an opportunity to to talk about mindset and and talk about effectiveness and, and helping people get more effective at what they do. So how did you get started in that? Going over there as a foreigner, what was the kind of impetus to get involved in it? Yeah, you know, people always ask that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, my background is psychology, sociology. I, I was passionate about about that. And literally 20 years ago, I went to work for uh, an Australian speaker here. I sort of became his right-hand man and, and learned the business. And uh, too bad, Neil, he actually didn't want to promote me at the end. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> and uh, he was enjoying the... Uh, <laughs> fruits of him of uh, me working for him and, and uh, so I literally had to go start my own thing and uh, I've never looked back it's been been amazing and um, I, I average about 140 presentations a year here in Australia so it's uh, you know we're able to really uh, send a powerful message out here yeah yeah it's great and uh, people should definitely check out your videos very lots of energy lots of excitement that's going on there so we're talking about work minus the noise so tell us about what what do you mean by the noise you know, Neil, I think right now we're living in this world where every day it's something different. Every day it's something new, and every day it's somebody else trying to make more noise. And yet here we are on a podcast, obviously uh, uh, wanting to sort of cut through that. But, uh, you know, it is amazing. Every day, uh, you know, whether it's how we're supposed to look or or, or new ideas here. And I, and I think a lot of people are becoming paralyzed. And I, I was joking that I was uh, listening to the Today Show here in Australia. And uh I was in a hotel getting ready for a gig and, and this guy jumped on and, and, and he said, we're not advocating stretching anymore. And he was a health and fitness guy. And I thought, what? We're not advocating stretching anymore. Like I stretch every day. Like what do you want? And every day it is something different. I mean, we're eating carbs. We're not eating carbs. Carbs are evil. We're eating protein. We're only eating meat. Uh, we're just eating fruit. Now we're not even eating fruit. We're just eating juice. Um, then, you know, no sugar at all. I was taught, have a good breakfast. You'll have a good day. Apparently not. Now we're finished at 6 PM eating. Don't eat again for an 18 hour starvation period. And, uh, I don't know. Now they got me on something called ketones and I'm putting butter in my coffee, Neil. I, <laughs> every day is, is different. And, and, and I think for all of us truly right now, living in this, in this modern world where we are hit with, in this digital space with, with so many different ideas that, um, I, I really realized people right now that are the most successful are able to cut through that noise and they're truly able to identify what's the stuff that matters and what's the stuff that doesn't. So that's going to mean any number of things to different people, but, you know, and everybody can choose on how they want to, you know, go about living their life. But I think there's a lot of people right now who are just paralyzed because, you know, we've got all these different ideas uh, hitting us and really identify what's the stuff that counts for you? What's the stuff that actually counts? Yeah. And, and business world is the same. I mean, there's so many trends that are out there. People are talking about, we're trying to navigate what's new. 
how to adapt those things, how to bring them into the business world. So it's it's definitely a problem that that cuts across you know any kind of lifestyle that's there. So when it comes down to it, like what what do you see? Do you just kind of focus on what you know works and stick to that, or how do you always receive new information without being inundated by the noise? Well, I think I think there's probably a, a couple things to it. And I, I think first of all, I I looked at really taking a look at six different areas of people's lives, and there are six things that are ultimately most important to human beings, and um, you know, in no particular order. But these, you know, family is obviously one, and <clears throat> number two is work. Uh, number three is our friends. Number four, health. Uh, number five, it's me time, uh, which is an off, uh, there's one a lot of people would like a, a little more of. And that number six is community, um, what we're going to do for a little bit of stall food in that space. And, and, and really with these six things, you know, w- one of the things that we, of course, realize is that we're working hard and we're not at home as much uh, and we feel guilty. Uh, or maybe we're home because you're picking up the kids from school and you should have been at work, so you feel guilty. Maybe you're busy home and work and then you don't have time to go to the gym or spend time with your friends or actually do something at the school or to help out with the community. So guilty, 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 guilty. And what we've got right now is we've got an entire society right, of people feeling bad about themselves. And, and really, you know, the, this, this, this thing we can't control in their pursuit of perfection. And one of my biggest things out here is just to say, hey, listen, this pursuit of perfection, everybody seems to need and want, and we're not allowed to age, and we're competing against airbrushing and, and, and everything that's going on, this pursuit of perfection. To me, it's really very much about perfection gets in the way of an outstanding life. Um, you know, perfection actually, the pursuit of perfection makes us less perfect. Um, so the book Cut the Noise is about focus. So when you're home, uh, you know, put your phone away and be home. Boom. When you're at work, uh, don't be feel bad about the fact you've got to work some hours and get things done. And work is an important part, by the way. Um, you know, work is in a huge part of our self-esteem and it's how we spend over a third of our lives. And, um, you know, you know, money's important and success is important and modeling success for your children is important. And, and, you know, so when you're at work, be at work. And, uh, number three friends, you know, when you're with your friends, dial in, you know, don't talk about yourself, actually ask them about them. You know, I mean, it's incredible how many dinner parties I go to and here's, here's people that can't talk about anything other than themselves the whole time. So when you're at the gym, go to the gym, you know, when you're actually at yoga class or you're on a walk and having your meet on, do that. Um, and if you're, you know, volunteering at the school or the community, um, you know, be present, be there, be there. And, uh, you know, try to really identify what your outcome is consciously in each, each one of these areas. Yeah, I, I really resonate with what you're saying, especially about the guilt side of things. I think all of us feel that, you know, I should be doing more of this. I should be doing more in these areas. And I'd like to come back to the idea that you have about focusing on where you are. But I want to step back one step further and talk about scheduling. Because when you start off the day, I got the full day ahead of me. I know I have these six areas of life that I need to spend time in. But how do I know, like, okay, which one gets more time today or which one gets to has to pull back and has to wait till tomorrow? Love it. Uh, look, I, I think the... The, the biggest thing, obviously, is, is the planning side. Um, but in the planning, I think, I think one of the biggest mistakes people make, um, and, of course, we hear this all the time, work-life balance, work-life balance. You know, it's not a balance. Um, in most people's jobs, in most, you know, most industries I work with, it's not a balance. A balance would indicate there's some sort of fair number that goes between uh, you know, the amount of time you're at work and the time you're at home. You know, I'm a huge believer that it's much more of a swing, right? It's much more of a teeter-totter, if you will. I mean, the fact of the matter is this, this is sometimes you have to work. And when you're at work, 
Um, and there's, there's going to be a time, maybe a end a quarter period, or, you know, I certainly have times in my life that are incredibly busy for conferencing. Uh, and then nobody in Australia has conferences in, in December or January. So those are summer, that's our summer vacation mm-hmm. slows right down. So I take eight, eight weeks off there. Um, I take all the school holidays off because there tends to be less conferencing, but then there's times it's busy. And you know what, in February and March, I can tell you, uh, you know, I, I'm booked every day and that's my time. And it, look, I'm not going to be home as much during that time frame. At the same time, December, January, I'm going to be there every day, all day. Um, so I think for me, it's a swing. And, and while my life's probably more extreme than a lot of people's lives, I still think, you know, there's times that are busy. There's times that are less busy and for you to be conscious about, all right, I'm looking at the next six weeks. In the next six weeks, I realize that week is going to be pretty hard. I'm going, to, I'm going to be stuck at work for a lot of time that week. And that's okay. No guilt about it. Communication. Communication with our partners. Communication with our children. Communication with each other. And, and no guilt. Um, and then another time we go, hey, listen, that's going to be my chance to take the foot off the pedal a little bit. So, uh, you know, we look at the next six weeks and we map out the workout plan. Um, how are we going to train? How are we going to work out? Where are we going to the gym? What's, what's our outcomes there? Um, so for me, it's planning just on a weekly practical thing, just for your listeners. I, you know, one of the things I advocate is, is, is the Sunday skeleton. And that's really to sit down on a Sunday night and just do a skeleton plan of your week. Make sure you've got all your meetings, everything that's, you know, going to take your time, school pickups, whatever's going to happen there. And then especially, you know, just to have that level of, a, a preview of what needs to get done, set your outcomes for those weeks, and then go back and just review every night. Um, and I always say this, work into a 70%, if you work 70% to an excellent schedule, um, it's not about getting it 100% right, but if you work 70% to an excellent schedule, uh, it is, you'll, you'll be much more, much more productive than, than people who are just in reactive mode um, and, and are not focused. Yeah. Well, talk to us about, you said that uh, perfection gets in the way of an outstanding life. So what's the difference between perfection and outstanding? Well, I think it's, it's, a, it's, it's a full in life. It's a life. Uh, perfection sets us up to feel bad about ourselves. Um, I mean, we're not allowed to age. So that's a problem, Neil. That's a problem in the modern world today, um, that you're not allowed to age. And we've got, you know, a, a world where we are inundated with image at all times. And, um, uh, you know, you've got people that even though they're <laughs> sitting in a meeting, they're, they're still half thinking to themselves, wow, I, well, I'm sitting in this meeting or I'm, you know, I'm actually thinking about, hang on, I did that little post on Instagram this morning. And I'm also curious how many likes I've gotten on that post. And, um, you know, you know I, I just think for me, it's when we take a look at, you know, how hard we are as a society on how we look, how hard we are as a society on on competing with the Joneses, on making sure that what we have is equivalent or better than our than our neighbors. And I mean, right now, what's going on in the U.S.? I mean, just even some of the blatant uh, stuff around um, what people are doing to to put their kids in different schools that they want to get into, and 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 you know, I mean, this level of competing, this level of you know, is this about the kids? Well, no, you've set those kids up. Uh, in a bad way. It's, it's about the parents. And we start thinking about all this pressure, all this competition that's out there. And how is it that we actually have a perspective on what we're doing so that we're clear about, you know, what our value system actually is. And we're clear about what's the right thing here and the wrong thing here. And, uh, and at the end of the day that we can look at it and go, all right, 
I'm going to, I don't need to, you know, be everything because if you try that, you're, you're going to be miserable. And it, it really is taking a look at, uh, you know, one of the things I teach, Neil, you might have a kick. At, this might be a bit of fun, but I, I teach this idea of 10 seconds of guilt. Move on. Yeah. Tell us about this. Yeah. 10 seconds of guilt. Move on is, is, is me saying, you know what? Oh man, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to miss, I'm going to miss that basketball, my kid's basketball game today. Uh, you know what? I, I, there's nothing I can do about it. I've got an international meeting. I can't help it. Um, okay. That's my reality. And I'm a big believer that there are two things that stop growth, Neil, in human beings. Number one is focusing on complaining about carrying on about carrying on about complaining about things you can't control, right? That that's, that's number one. And we all know that, but number two is even more important. And that's, that's, uh, that's focusing on complaining about carrying on about things you will not change. So if you're not going to change it, well, then I say you have a useful belief about it. And part of that useful belief is really to say, you know what? I can't change this reality right now. So me feeling guilty about it, it's not going to help me be more effective in my international meeting, right? Me feeling guilty about it, it's not actually going to serve me. It's not going to serve my customer. It's not going to serve my client. And ultimately, you know, it is what it is. There's nothing I can do to change it. So I say 10 seconds of guilt. Uh, let's just feel it for a minute. Boom, feel that guilt. And then, you know what? Exit the feeling. 10 seconds of guilt, move on. And, um, and that's it because it's not serving anyone to do anything else. We can't get it right all the time. By the same token, there might be another time to flip it and go, listen, I actually am going to that kid's basketball game. It's a championship game. I'm not going to miss it. Um, and well, I'm upset somebody at work and, you know what? I've, I've made that a priority today. That's what I'm going to do. So, you know what? I'm sorry that that person's upset with me. We'll fix it up. You know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out how to deal with that. But in the meantime, 10 seconds of guilt, exit the feeling. I'm not, I'm not going to focus on it because again, it's something I can't control. And, and, uh, you know, I think we live in a world right now where we are so dialed into other people's perspective on us. And, uh, of course that goes to social media and that goes to likes that, you know, we really get to a place where we go, hang on, it's not about for me, you know, it really is not about for me that, you know, if I'm focused on what everybody else is thinking, when I guess I put it like this, um, there's one thing that we all control every day. And that one thing we control every day, Neil, is our output. And uh, your output every day to, to how you show up and how you control your mind and how you control your levels of guilt and how you control your levels of focus. And, you know, frankly, a lot of people are a pinball in a pinball machine. And, and you know what, when you're that, you get bounced around and you're, you have no control uh, over your life. All right. So I want to ask you about guilt and change. Like you said, guilt is not a useful belief that you have. It, it just kind of brings you down. It doesn't really help things. But a lot of guilt over time may be a bigger signal that you do need to change. So when do you make that decision that, hey, you know, this is I've been feeling this guilt a lot. I've been doing this 10 second thing a lot. And I think it's time to change. I think it's exactly that. And I think it's exactly as you said, I think, uh, I, you know, so much is just being conscious, Neil, as, as, as you know, and I, and I think there is a point to go, listen, hang on a second here. Oh, I'm, oh, I've been having this talk to myself every day and, uh, <laughs> and, you know, actually I'm finding right now that I'm, I'm actually not, you know, this, this is something I could change and it's not something I'm happy about. It's not something I feel good about. It's not something that, um, I, I feel connected to my life about. So, um, and, and look, sometimes it is, you know, again, let's go to the guilt concept here for a second. If, you know, there, there's a couple different ways to look at it, but I, I think sometimes changing something in your life or even quitting something in your life, that's not working for you. Um, I mean, there's, 
you know, there's, that's okay. That's part of reality. In fact, some of those decisions are the best decisions you ever make. Um, so not for a minute am I, you know, a person that is saying you got to just plow through regardless and, and, and you know, no guilt in it. Cause we're, we're not talking about, we're obviously not talking about the kind of guilt from your behavior patterns, which, you know, are destructive, but we're talking about that feeling where we're not consciously in control of our lives. And I think it, if we're in a place where we feel like this is happening over and over and over again, then I think we do need to make change. And, and the easiest way to make change or the easiest way to manage it is again to look at those six things and say, okay, if I was to change this, how does that affect these other things? And again, to me, it's not a balance. I don't need those six things in any sort of harmony. Um, there are going to be times in my life that I'm going to focus on work, family, friends, health, boom, that might be it, right? And there might be another time in my life, and there's other people listening to this to go, you know what? I have just over, I've just spent so much time in those areas, you know, I need a little me time or, uh, you know, when I really am in need of some soul food and I need to, I need to go do something for the community. So, you know, there's not a right answer. And, and I think sitting down though with those six things, sitting down with, you know, family, work, friends, health, me time, community, and sitting down with those six things and having a look at it and going, all right, how do these things work uh, for me? And again, it's not balance. It's, it's choice and conscious choice. Yeah, definitely. Walk us through your concept of accelerated focus. What do you mean by that? And how can we apply that to the business world? All right. So I, I just think in a business, again, let's just take the, the work component of it. Um, that again, we are, we're flying from meeting to meeting. We're flying from call to call. We're uh, getting hung up on emails. Um, email is one of the greatest distractions uh, of all time. And, and again, let's cut the noise. So what's the stuff in, in, your life that you need to focus on in your business life. So um, simply put, identify, be clear about, know what are the things that are income producing? What's the stuff that makes you money? What's the stuff that gets you result? right? Identify what needs to be done around that and then what needs to be delegated. Um, we have a lot of people who, uh, again, perfection gets in the way of an outstanding business in that I feel that I have to be in control of everything um, and I'm not willing to delegate and the next thing you know, you've got people who should be doing nothing more than growing and developing business, uh, now spending time doing paperwork and menial tasks. So identifying, same thing, accelerated focus. What's the stuff that counts? What's the stuff that matters? Um, I haven't done an email in 18 months, Neil, and oh, what can I say? It's the... Uh, it's the greatest thing in the whole world. I have a personal assistant who's a gun. And you know what? I trust her completely. Uh, she is fantastic. And she knows how to deal with every one of those things. So that I can be in a situation where I'm out there growing my business. I'm out there talking to people. I'm out there face to face. And I'm doing the things that matter. Because me, that's not me sitting there booking my flights. That's for sure. You know, I shouldn't be sitting there worried about whether I'm going to catch the uh, the transfer between uh, Sydney and on the way to Adelaide. That's not going to help me at all. So for me, it's I need to be in front of clients. I need to be talking to people um, with that level of focus and identifying what needs to be done and what needs to be delegated. Yeah. Well, well Chris, my last question here is going to be a shift in focus. Let's say that uh, I want to hear about the people you interact with as you're going to give a, a conference, because a lot of our, our listeners, they're leading large teams that may be looking for, you know, trying to organize some team event, trying to organize a conference themselves. What are the signals among their team when they're, they're like, kind of look at and say, you know, what do we need to hear? What do we need to see? 
what what should they be looking for that might signal that hey you know my my team is under a lot of guilt right now or I feel like there's a lot of perfection driving in here and I want to address that. What are some of those signals that they should look for in the team that say hey maybe we need to address this? Well, I, I think I think first of all it, it, it is making sure everybody in your team um, probably has the the freedom and the ability to be across these ideas. So you know uh, again obviously a lot of leaders out there what I see and uh, a lot of uh, quote unquote team leaders. Um, there they are, and it's it's obviously a result-driven business. It's a numbers-driven business, and everything else doesn't matter. Well, um, obviously, when you take a look at the modern world, and we, we've got employees coming up, and and millennials, and how they interact, um, it's more important than ever. I think that people have the flexibility to understand that you know we all have lots, and and one of the great distinctions of you know the millennial employee today, obviously, is that <laughs> we had you know. If you go back a generation, there were sort of almost two parts to people's lives. There was work and home, and they didn't cross those over, right? Um, but you know, today one of the one of the challenges is, is I think people, you know, they have so much going on. They're on Facebook and they're on social media, and they're they're they're, they're everything's combining, right? Everything's in combination. They've got one big thing called life, and that really that's really why this distinction of, of taking a look at those six areas becomes important. So I think the first step for me as a leader is to make sure that everybody's across it. Everybody knows these are the six things that are important to people. We want to help, help you in those areas. Um, I walk into two kinds of offices. I, I walk into offices that are energized, that have motion, that have uh, posture and connection and energy. Um, and, I, and I walk into others and I'm like, man, Neil, what time's the viewing of the body? And, uh, <laughs> You can just, <laughs> you know, you're like, man, this place, this, this place is bad. And and I really do think, you know, I'm a big believer that that leadership, boom, a fish rots from the head. There's just no point. Show me a show me a a poor leader, I'll show you a poor team. And you know, it's no different than sports. Um, you know, and I work with a lot of the athletes over here in Australia. Show me a great leader. Show me great leadership. And I will show you an engaged team. And, you know, most people want to be inspired, Neil. That's what they want. They want to be inspired and they want you to lead from the front with energy. And, and I think, um, you know, it's that when you have a meeting, have that meeting for one of two reasons, right? I mean, it, I mean, everyone, everyone should walk out of that meeting with information and inspiration. That's it. Right. So, you know, they've got more information than they had and they're inspired, more inspired than when they walked in. Anything short of that probably wasn't a good meeting. So, you know, starting to think about, all right, how do we create an environment for my team that they can flourish in all six of those areas? Or that I sit down with my people and I talk about, you know, what are their goals for the year? What, what, what in those six areas? What, what do they really want to hit? How can I help support them in terms of their flexibility that they need to be successful in these six areas? Um, so uh, I, I think managers need to take a take stock. I think, you know, I think it is if I'm managing 20 people, I can look at, uh, 20, and I, I think we can ask ourselves a question, who in this room is engaged? Um, who is not engaged? And we wouldn't ask that of them. I'm asking that of myself as a leader and really try to help identify that if we can bring everybody back into a place of engagement, the, the results go through the roof. If we have a team that's disengaged, um, the results will follow suit. Wow. Well, great. It's been great talking with you, Chris. Uh, where can people go to stay in touch with you to follow along with what you're doing? Terrific. ChrisHelder.com. If they can't remember that, Neil, my name's Chris Helder, and you can add .com. Uh, but they can certainly <laughs> join me on Instagram, which is great. Join me on, uh, on uh, they can join me on LinkedIn for sure. And uh, 
And there's lots of little free video clips and different things. You can go to YouTube and, uh, and take a look at that. And obviously the books and everything else on my website, but, uh, no, we'd love to hear from, uh, hear from, hear from the team. And I, I'm, I'm usually in the States, uh, probably between seven and 10 times a year doing conferences over there as well. So, um, you know, over in the States a lot. Fantastic. Well, Chris, it's been great to speak with you and we look forward to chatting again later. Thanks, Neil. Appreciate it. This has been the Work Minus Podcast. If you like what we're doing, go to workminus.com where you can see the show notes and a full transcript for every episode. You can also sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest progressive ideas about how you can build a better workplace. 